Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Harley net front looking for a tip. Jammed out in front and they score. Johnston was on the doorstep and they get it to go for a fourth. Here in the first. Oh, baby, these stars put it on Nashville. 9-2 ESPN with the call. Good morning, boys and girls. It is Sean and RJ on 105. The fan Sean's out back uh, next week. He's got a little long weekend. Uh, I'm RJ Choppy. He's Bobby Belt. Got Peyton and Ryan alongside. And the stars get a 9-2 victory. Pair of goals with Duchesne. Pair from Wyatt Johnston. Tied to Landry with a goal and a couple of assists. What a game. Duchesne and suds. against uh, yes. against his former team and uh, first time in his career playing in front of his mom, Mama Duchesne was his there. mom never went to any of his games as a kid. I'm talking about in terms of like his oh. professional career okay. playing in front of Mama. So Mama Duchesne was there and he put it on. They they all put it. I mean this game was over in eight minutes, whatever it was. Do you think he ever, she was ever called Mama Douche? I would hope not. I mean maybe some, may, maybe D. maybe some people who didn't like him or her very much maybe they did. Okay, but otherwise, no, I don't think so. But she was in attendance, and this game was over quickly. And the Predators are spiraling. Star scored spiraling. Star scored like thirty seconds into the game. I mean, it was it was just quick. Yeah, that looked like a that that Predators team looked like a team that's got some quit in them. They're just like let's let's pack this up. So they've been spiraling. They're two and seven now, I think, in their last nine. And the Stars are are starting to get on a little bit of a roll. Yes, they and are. Now, now they get Edmonton. Oh, On baby. Saturday at the AAC, yes. baby. Ah, all right. Edmonton is in town. We just saw Edmonton, Bobby. We, we saw a him lose. Ago. We saw him lose. We saw him break the streak. Take the L, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Peyton is uh, impressed with himself. Uh, he did this. We didn't ask him to do this. No, he did it on his own like a good producer. But he did it on his own. This is all nine Dallas Star goals from last night. Sam Steele. Dallas in the first. Harley net front looking for a tip. Jammed out in front, and they score. Lankanen goes sprawling. Hainskinen scores. Five nothing stars. Lankanen the stop and a rebound. They score. Tyler Sagan makes it 6 1 stars. Sagan with a great pass moving in to Shane. He scores. Break wide feed. Here's a drive to Landria. Last one, it scores. Out in front, Johnston scores. And a nine-goal output for the Stars. Look at that. Look at that, Peyton Russell. With, with the Pantera Did you put that it? behind it? I did. I oh. did. I put it underneath it. Smooth. Wow. Look at this. Well he, done, young man. He gets into a home, starts taking care of business, and then he's he's just making cut-ups. He's, he's grown up. Our little pay pay grown boys up. all groans up. It's so cute. Because you're groans up and you're groans up and you're groans up. Yeah. Go I stars, like it, man. I like it. Let's go oh. stars, baby. Let's go stars, baby. Uh, okay. History was made. Bobby's not happy about it, but it's all over Stop the news. Prefacing it like uh, that. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Clark sets the record as the all time leading scorer in women's college hoops. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Basketball. Is that Maria Taylor? I don't know who that was. Sounds like Maria Taylor. Was that her? I don't know. I know it was, was on Peacock, and that fans were not too happy about that. 49 points from Caitlin Clark. To get 49. The and she did it with a logo three. Said she did it on purpose. She said, y'all knew I was going to shoot a logo three for the record. Y'all just knew it. And she did. 
Bobby was, Bobby was surprised that a woman was strong enough to get the ball Stop from it. half this court. Is, this is score. slander. We call this slander in the oh. biz, uh, RJ Chobby. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a fantastic achievement. I it was is. so happy that she let off SportsCenter. Well-deserved. She absolutely should have. Way more important than Clay Thompson she, coming off the bench. Is she the most prominent female athlete going right now? Or is it still like Simone Biles? Uh, I mean, Simone, is she still competing? I don't know. Like, is she going to compete? But people in the know Olympics? who she is. For sure. Gabby Douglas is. I know Gabby Douglas is making the comeback in the Olympics. She is. She is. All right. Uh, I mean, it would be Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. Could be Gabby. I'm sorry. It could be Simone. Uh, Angel Reese has something to say about it. Shikari Richardson, track star. Absolutely. Uh, in an Olympic year, for sure. I think it's. Is I it think, Shikari I think or Shikari? I don't know. I, I had always heard Shikari. Maybe it's Shikari. I don't know. But Caitlin Clark, I think right now, probably holds this title. As the she most might. I mean, I assume athlete. her NIL is. Uh, oh, oh, wait a second. Libby Dunn. <laughs> athlete okay we're talking what athlete. a gymnast is not an athlete no you know is, what you I mean. go with that one you know you what die i mean on that hill? you know what i mean we'll do a pole contest Choppy. with her i bet she wins RJ Choppy, my you, gosh you know what i mean when i say that we're talking about known for their athletics you that's not what she's known for you know that uh, the new york times is own bobby belt is here <laughs> stop you know with, that's uh, true with that comment my gosh all right hey can't say congrats caitlin 106-89, Iowa wins. I, I do I, again. They were mad, and this is this is this thing. Like they, NBC put that game on Peacock. Her annual projected uh, NIL deals, Caitlin Clark, eight hundred eighteen thousand dollars. I think she's probably gonna take a pay cut going to the WNBA. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. At least early on, right? Rookie deal. Yeah, wouldn't surprise she me. Might, at all. She might. She, I mean, she might take a COVID year. Because right, she's eligible for a COVID year next year. Uh, is she? think she is well, she's this, gonna blow by that record if she keeps it up there absolutely uh i that's check on that but i'm pretty sure she is um so there's uh caitlin clark setting the record rob manfred has announced that he is stepping down oh manny rob manfred is done he will be leaving in 2029 at the end of this current five-year term and somebody who i think has done more image repair for themselves as a commissioner over the last year than Anybody that I can think of? Can you, can you think of somebody who's had a, a quicker approval rating change among fans in the course of a year as a commissioner than Rob Manfred? Because he went from this guy hates baseball to this guy made baseball better for everybody. That that's I know there's some players who still hold grudges against the pitch yeah. clock. Derek Holland, Blake Snell, both of them I know. Well, they're both of them are wrong. Not not big fans of it. But overall, I think that from the fan perspective, he is getting high marks over the last year. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I respect that Derek and, and Blake don't like the pitch clock, but, like, I, I know this sounds, it sounds counterintuitive to say, but, like, I'm sorry, the, the game is not for them. The game is for us. Like, the rules are made, you know, for the game, but they're also made with the fans in mind. Not The players the players matter, but the players don't matter. Like, it's, it's about the fans. It's about the fan enjoyment. Um. Yeah, Rob had a pretty big turnaround. I'll say this: like Adam Silver went from no having people having no opinion of him to having a great opinion. See, real I don't quick. like him. I know you don't. I know you don't. Um, but like factually, it's like Levitard has said, or somebody on Levitard's show said it. Adam Silver just looks like a middle finger. And that's, he, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's what he looks like. Um, like he went. I had no opinion of him, and then and I think most people had no opinion of him early on. Because we didn't know anything yet. And then he fought, they gets rid of Donald Sterling, and his approval rating went from 0 to 100. Rob Manfred's went from minus 100 to, to plus, positive. Plus, to positive. So, yeah, there was probably a bigger net change for Rob. But I don't think he'll ever get to the point of where Adam Silver was when he kicked Donald Sterling out. I mean, universally. And I, and I didn't care for the idea that you could throw an owner out of the league. I don't care for that. I just have, like, a philosophical issue that that opens up a Pandora's box. Not to say that Adam, that Donald Sterling didn't deserve it, but the Pandora's box that opens up where they could kind of, you know, tell you, hey, you have to act a certain way or we're going to throw you out. I, I don't know. Like, I, he deserved it, but I think just, and it didn't. I was wrong. It did not open up a slippery slope. Like, nobody, there was no slippery slope that opened. I thought it could have. But you have, you have the perfect replacement for I Rob do. Manfred. It's, in, the, in it's Theo years. Epstein. If Theo Epstein is not the commissioner, I think it's a big miss by Major League Baseball. Uh, he figured out 
some of these some of these new rules that Rob Manfred came up with. Um, a lot of those were Theo's ideas, or he helped with the ideas. He ruined the game in part with his with his analytics, and now he's going to be tasked with saving the game. And it's going to be an amazing thing. It's just like the uh, the David Schwimmer movie, The Breast Man, where he's, he makes all this money putting implants in, and then he makes even more money saying, oh, by the way, those are bad for you. Let's take them out. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's genius. genius you, right? create, you created a market for yourself. You created a market, and he's going to wind up creating a market for himself. Like He ruins the game with analytics, and he's going to save the game by fixing it. Like That's, that's going to be his legacy, as if he doesn't have one at all. Yeah, he... It's, it's, he uh, it's, Hey, look, he, he has been consistently an everything he touches turns to gold guy. That's been Theo Epstein. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's a bad choice. He clearly helped oversee a lot of these these sort of things. But, um, you know, it's it's it'd be a good fit, I would imagine. Like, like you said earlier, he took two of the losingest franchise, the biggest loser franchises in sports, and turned them back into winners in the Cubs and the Red Sox. He did. And, I mean, yeah. and, and you can argue he took what was – a losing product for a number of years and has turned it into a winning one in the last year with his help with the new rules. Again, you're not wrong. It is NBA All-Star Week. All-Star Weekend coming up. Damn right it is. The festivities start tonight. We got the Ruffles NBA All-Star Game Celebrity Challenge. And just about all of these things have a Dallas tie-in for us here. So the Dallas tie-in this time around. By the way, where's the All-Star Game, Peyton? Come on, Peyton. Uh, oh, this would be Salt Lake City. Oh. <laughs> I love the confidence. We've talked about this on the air, Peyton, because of the airport. Remember the airport? Vegas. No. Indianapolis. Ah, there we go. Oh, because the airport's in the... So... You were three time zones away. In Indianapolis, you've got Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp coaching the Celebrity All-Star Game tonight. And you can watch one Micah Parsons oh, put man. on for Team Shannon Sharp. He'll be going up against uh, Team Stephen A. So if you want to see Michael Parsons beat Stephen A. Smith, tonight could be your night. But Man, don't wait for him at the airport with a helmet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're, we'll dive into that. That's probably its own separate topic later on today. But Michael Parsons caught a lot of heat yesterday, and I don't know that he fairly caught it, to be honest. We're, we're, we're going to have right. to split that up a little bit. But uh, tonight, uh, he will be involved in that Michael Parsons teammates uh, with guys like uh, or, or people like uh, Lily Singh, Walker Hayes. Quincy Isaiah, a bunch Walker of Hayes, the Applebee's guy. Uh, yes, going up against C.J. Stroud, Meta World Peace, Jennifer Hudson, A.J. McLean from the Backstreet Boys. That's who Micah Parsons. All right. So you you can see a Backstreet Boy guard Micah Parsons tonight. Uh, also tonight, the Rising Stars Challenge. You've got Derek Lively involved in that. That'll be at nine o'clock this evening, nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central. Uh, and then the Slam Dunk Contest. Let's play some Who He Play for. Oh, oh yeah, who he play for? Let's do it. Mac McClung. Is Mac McClung actually in the NBA? Trick question. He is a G League guy. Correct. <laughs> Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Uh, Boston. Got it. Jaime Jaquez. Wait, is that the Jalen Brown? Yes. He's in the dunk contest. Yes. They're actually having a guy who's yes. Rele- relevant. Yes, sir. Jaime Jaquez. That's not a real name. Who who he play for? How, how do you spell his last name? J A Q U E Z. Uh, he plays for Portland. Peyton. <laughs> nope, you buzzed on that one. He plays for Miami. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new buzzer, baby. And finally, Jacob Toppin, the brother of Obi. Uh, Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. The Knicks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's that's actually correct. He's a, a two-way contract. Oh, the Westchester Knicks? <laughs> yes. The Westchester yes. Knicks? So uh, that's the dunk contest. And then, of course, the NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, 7 p.m. Central. Pretty much the only show in town outside of the Stars and the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday. That, that's going to be our big sports weekend, watching that. But we'll have lots of uh, All-Star Game festivities. I'm sure Micah will... We'll talk some trash, some mic'd up segments that we'll get for from All-Star tonight. Game Sunday, right? Yeah, All-Star Game Sunday. Tonight is the Rising Stars Challenge with uh, Derek Lively playing and Micah Parsons in the All-Star or in the Celebrity Game. And then t- Saturday is the three-point contest, the dunk contest, everything. And then Sunday is the All-Star Game. How so, much of this will you consume? Uh, I'll watch it. I, I, I don't know if I'll, like, stay wire to wire, but I'll, I'll pop in on all of it probably. You? I don't know. I don't know. Saturday night. I mean, Mac McClung is... A fun dunk contest participant. He was great last year. He's white. 
No, it's just because you know. I mean, he's from Peyton's Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh-huh. There's that. Um, but but I mean, he just he, Big he's Red Raider fan. He's a great dunker, and I'm interested to see Jalen Brown in this thing. So I'm a, yeah, a guy you actually know. Yeah, I'd be interested. That'd be nice to see. I mean, people know Jaime Hawkins, but yeah, do they? Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> they do they? No, no, they don't know. Okay, they don't know. Uh <laughs> we have got the drunk the. Which is, Boy, you did it too. I did it too. You did it too, just it's like bad Peyton segment did. Name. Bad segment junk name. drawer. The junk drawer coming up next in the expressway. Uh, and then one we got one major question for each of the NFL teams. We'll mainly focus on the NFC East of the Cowboys. That's all coming up next on 105 through the fans. Good morning, DFW. It is Sean and RJ here on 105 through the fan. Time for the expressway commercial free. Until about 7 55, 8 o'clock. You want to call it that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be exact on that one. Uh, we all, we've also got a uh, we've also got a a ticket giveaway yes, coming up during this expressway. You never know when, so you got to stay tuned in for the entire. Don't know when it's going to happen. Could be right now. Could be in twenty minutes. Could be in thirty. No, we could, we could have Peyton just hit it right now, and you guys would have <sighs> to call in. I don't Maybe know we do it at the very end. Maybe yeah. we do it in the middle. You, you just never, never know. know. You just never. We're constantly surprising you guys. We are. You absolutely never know. Um. I saw this article uh, yesterday uh, on the ESPNs, and, and after, I, this after you clicked past Caitlin Clark. Well, no, this was before. Uh-huh. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the game, so I didn't have to, I didn't have to uh, go past anything. It was right there. Um, and this is the problem with Jerry saying they're going to be all in this year. It, it, without defining that, the media, and by the way, this, and I've said this before, this is the silly season of sports right now. The moment between the end of the Super Bowl and the start of the league year, which is what, March, it's a month from now? Yeah. So you've got a month. Albert Breer has six columns a day to write. Peter King has a Monday morning quarterback to write every week, or whatever he calls it now. Football, Football morning, morning in America, in America. or whatever, yeah. Uh, you, you've got, you know, Todd Archer has six stories right a day and they're great stories and they're great. John Machota has got a half dozen right a day and you just make things up because hey, uh, let's be a little careful. They, 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 they use more like, uh, generalized evergreen topics, but right. don't make things up. Yeah. I, 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 I would I never, I would never I'm, accuse. I'm not talking about really Machota and Archer. I'm talking about like. You know, your your, na- your like, like national some, some national people. This is their their window to create their clickbait because it's a dead right. period. For it's them. like, oh, you know, you never know what's going to happen here. We, we might see this or that, and the it's just I just ignore eighty five percent of the stories that go on this time of year. Sure, um, I don't ignore them. I just kind of like look at them like with a a, a little bit of skepticism. Stink eye. Mm-hmm. All right, a Schlereth thigh. Yeah, and. This one, it's not. This one does not fall under that. But the point of what I was saying is, we are going to be sitting here determining ourselves and trying to figure out what all in actually means. We just are. That's just the reality of it. And this article here from ESPN, 
where they asked every team's sort of uh, local beat writer to determine what this question, the biggest question for each team is. And for the Cowboys, it was, surprisingly or not, how will team owner Jerry Jones define all in in 2024? That's which, the question. Which we've looked at this, and you believe that what he's talking about is just re-signing people. I believe what Jerry says uh, we're going all in is that, yeah, he's not he's not going to sign guys uh, from other teams that are mega free agents. Like, let's who, who's the biggest free agent going to be this Chris year? Chris Jones, probably. Yeah, I don't think he's going to sign Chris Jones. I do think he's going to sign Micah and CD and Dak Prescott. I do think, and that to him is all in. And I don't necessarily disagree with that philosophy that re-signing your own players is all in. Uh, I, I do. Like, like I think we talk, or or at least what people interpret that phrase to normally mean. You, you've got to make the distinction if that's not what you mean, because pushing the chips all in sounds to people like you're going to make aggressive moves outside your own building. Because I think run it back is what people think of when they hear what you're talking about. All in to them sounds like we are going to push all of our chips in and make some gambles here. Uh, I mean, clearly that's how people have interpreted it. Because that's how. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's incorrect. But yes, that's how they interpret it. Like last year, would you view the moves of Gilmore and Cooks as all-in type of moves? Or you don't think that applies? You you think all-in could mean several things, basically, is what you're saying. And that's just one of them is re-signing your own guys. Yeah, I mean, like, look, Cooks and, and, and Gilmore, they were starters. Mm-hmm. I think it's all in significant starters, sure. Uh, yeah, and that's and those are fifty or uh, fifth round guys. But those are outside the building acquisitions. Yeah, still. yeah, but they but they but they didn't like they didn't give them first round picks. They didn't give them first round picks to get them. They didn't sign them to twenty five million dollar deals. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think people see all in. And they're like, oh man, we got to get Chris Jones. But knowing that, knowing that's how people view it, shouldn't Jerry have some sort of measured approach in in the way that he says that because that is how people are going to hear all in they hear all in and they go you are going to be competitive at the like people hear all in especially in this market and they think of what the rangers did Mm -hmm. you went and got seager you went and got Simeon, you went and got Degrom. you traded for scherzer that's all in that's how they view it you're talking about jerry jones here no but i'm just saying in general the, the the fan base around here the fan bases i think fans when they hear all in they think of those type of moves so knowing that's how fans think of the moves you need to have that measured approach of understanding what those words will mean and the gravity they carry with your fan base. Yeah, look, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, but, you know, Jerry's not, that's not, that's not his style. Right? His style is to be, um, he's a promoter. He's P.T. Barnum. And I understand that. I just think that when you talk about when, when you're talking about the words that you use and the language uh-huh. that you use and how important that the, the Cowboys have been very calculated, wouldn't you agree, over the last couple of years with the way that they're they're using their offseason phrases and, and, the, and the way that they're communicating to the fan base and the way they're communicating expectations? Haven't they been very calculated about those things? And Jerry historically has, has been very calculated in the words that he wants to use and how he wants that to impact the the outside view of the team. Right. Yeah, I would say so. So knowing that, Jerry's got to have an understanding of what all in means or, or what the, the assumption is from people when they hear all in. Yeah, I, I think from Jerry's standpoint, he's just like, let him talk about us. Like that, like all in would say, we know we know what all in means to us. You know, like if Jerry, if Jerry says, uh, now look, some people could say all in means we're going to trade a first round pick for a starting player. It could mean we're going to sign an outside guy to a, um, a top 20% contract or whatever within their position, top 10%. Uh, and it could mean that we're just going to re-sign all these guys and we're going to go ahead and run it back. But we got a new DC. Hey, not all the same. But yeah, but that was not of their doing. No. They didn't. They, they, they wish they could have run it back. Or like he that. could... He could also be saying that um, by going back and by re-signing these guys is showing a commitment to the current roster. I don't know. 
Yeah, that 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 I could see. I just know I know the way that fans interpret what yeah. that means and and knowing that. Now here's what I'll say. I don't I don't believe that the the Cowboys I this is what I think the Cowboys offseason is going to look like. I think they definitely get something done with CD Lamb. I I lean towards they're going to get something done with Dak Prescott, but I'm not certain about that. I don't think they get anything done with Micah Parsons. I don't think that deal gets done. Uh they're doing or his. Um just in general, their slow approach to things typically, and I, I don't think that Micah or his team would be opposed to the idea of, all right, let it play out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Let us earn some more money. We'll take it. Let me ask you this sidebar. If Jerry changes things up, all right, let's just say he used the term all in. He used the term, he, well, he did use the term all in. If they go sign guys out of the organization this offseason, mm-hmm. And that is him signifying we're no we are now all in. Does that mean they weren't all in before? Um so when I think all in, I think win now. Like I think uh-huh. of like it, it is desperate that we win now. And to me, you have not won with the current guys that you have, right? So you you've made all in moves like the ones where you go and get I think Gilmore and Cooks qualify as all in moves. They don't have to be super expensive to be all in moves. You're going and getting players outside your building. You're going outside your comfort zone to acquire veteran starters. I think that counts and that matters. So to me, I think that they will play in the free agent waters this year. I absolutely think they will get I, I would bet you they get minimum two starters on their team next year outside their building, probably more. And to me, that is all in. In the past, I think that they made some all-in moves previously. And then there have been other times, like, look at what Mark Cuban did in the immediate aftermath of the Mavericks winning the title. The following offseason was not all-in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was an adjustment. It was a, it was an adjustment period. And I think that Jerry's just trying to signal to the fan base that, hey, I'm here to make the moves with this current roster in place to push this roster forward. We're not rebuilding anything. We're not tearing anything down. There's no renovation here. This is progressing with this group and trying to add to it. So I think that they have been all in and they haven't gotten the results they wanted. And so what he's saying now is that he's saying, hey, we're going to continue to build on this. We think this core can win, but we clearly can't just run this back. That's why I don't think all in can only mean re-signing your own. They have to add. They absolutely have to add because you cannot say that this core is enough to get it done because it hasn't been enough to get it done. That's true. It hasn't been enough. Uh, then again, has it not been enough because of they haven't signed the right guys? They don't have a good enough roster or they just got unlucky or they had bad coaching decisions, bad quarterback play, bad defense at certain points. I mean, there could be any number of reasons yeah. why it didn't work. I, I don't think this roster is – I think this roster is good enough to win for the most part. I, I, I think generally it is. I think generally it is. They, for some reason, you know – Look, they're not as good as San Francisco's roster. No. No. But they uh, are. T- look, we, we did this exercise. Better than Kansas City. We we went through this exercise mm-hmm. a couple weeks back. You remember where we we tried to quantify the quality of their roster? Yeah. What would you say? Were they fourth? Something like that? They were third. Third. Behind Baltimore and San Francisco. And so, yeah. to me, I, I think that they are, even if you want to nitpick that exact placement, to me, they are definitively a top five roster. They've got the players. Yeah, I think you're. I think Baltimore, San Fran, Cowboys, Detroit, and maybe Philly would those be the five best um, rosters? I mean, I think Kansas City's defense is really they're, they're short is. on pass catchers, mm-hmm. but everything else, mm-hmm. I think Kansas City's got is really, really good. That's true. Um, so to me, Kansas City, Baltimore, San Fran, Dallas, maybe Detroit or Miami, one of those. Yeah, Miami's got a good one. Miami's got a good one, and it's it's showing you like also like you know with with Mahomes is just like man, the dude's on a different planet, different planet. His offensive weapons are just not there, and they're still winning. Yeah, because uh, he is uh, he is him, he is him. Uh, okay, so real quick, now I did notice this while reading this article is that the three organizations were named by name, where they named the owner or GM in their offseason questions. Really? So just three organizations. The Cowboys were one. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were the other. And then Seattle. The Raiders are as dysfunctional as any team in the league. And Seattle just ran up their coach. I don't know. I just saw, like, when I saw the Cowboys and I was like, oh, wow. I'm just trying to go look down the list. 
I was like, man, so far we're the only ones who have been mentioned, and the owner or GM is the one that's mentioned by name. None of the other teams have that. They all have a player. They all have decisions. We had the actual owner and GM mentioned. And then the only other one with the GM mentioned was the Raiders until you got down to the very bottom, and it was Seattle. And Seattle's got a little dysfunction going on this this offseason. Uh, I, I think Seattle's building something solid. I, I do too, but like, you know, it was very weird. Like, you know, Pete Carroll gone out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he was fired. Um, I was like, I don't want to be linked in with anything that says Raiders on it. Yeah, look, I mean, do you do you want to be tied to dysfunction? No, but but the the reality is is that this is just such a different, unique setup. It is here in Dallas than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No doubt. I, I mean, having the owner and GM title is just, it's its a unique situation here for the Cowboys. And so it it matters more. And so, and, and I do think that, this is a fair question. What are because you're starting to run out of reason when you see the talent and you see the way that they've fallen short in previous years, Chop. Mm-hmm. What are you? What is it that you're supposed to? You, you start running out of superlatives and questions and and markers really quickly, and it does become about mm-hmm. what Jerry's going to do because everything else around it seems to be well. This seems to be good. This seems to be in place. Yep. What's What's Jerry going to do to make sure that this team gets over the top? Because he's ultimately the one building things and giving the the rubber stamp or the yes, thumbs up to everything. You would think it's whatever whatever all in means to him. Whatever that means to him, that's probably what he's going to wind up doing. I don't think he's going to change a thing. Personally, I don't think he is. They have a philosophy. They like their plan. They think that just re-signing their own guys is the right thing to do. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's right, but I also don't disagree with it. But I, I think that's what they're going to do, man. They're just going to re-sign their own guys, and that's it. I think they'll play in the veteran. Shallow end. I, I think they'll play in the veteran pool as much as they did last season. When they go get a Cooks and a Gilmore or whatever else, yeah. they'll look for their values. I, I think linebacker could very well be where they try to shop instead of trying to get that through the draft. Like, let's go find veteran linebackers that mm-hmm. we, we can trust and we know what kind of IQ they have. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I I don't necessarily disagree that they might try that. Uh, be a D, would not be look. They have put a lot of money in the linebacker, or a lot of uh, not, maybe not money, but a lot of capital in it with the draft picks. So that's uh, that's something interesting to look at. Okay, uh, before the junk drawer, should we hook you up, Peyton Russell? <laughs> All right, Tolos, that's right. Call on number 10 right now at 877-881-1053. Wins a pair of tickets to see Creed, Three Doors Down, and much more at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth on November 13th. Get tickets and information now at LiveNation.com. That's call on number 10 at 877-881-1053. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin invented the junk drawer? Junk it! RJ Choppy. Yes, sir. What is your take? What is your opinion on the question... Of one Bigfoot. Um, I, I look, I, 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 I don't think that it's crazy that there is a something that looks like a Bigfoot out there. 
It's funny. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, the comedian, has always had my my favorite joke about this, where he says, uh, "I think Bigfoot is just naturally blurry." So that's why there are all the blurry photographs oh, of Bigfoot. Yeah. It's just he's a, he's a blurry creature. That's why you don't see him. But a little bit of new research chop may have thrown cold water on the idea of the existence of Bigfoot. A new study shows that Bigfoot sightings correlate highly with the populations of black bears. So the idea is you're seeing maybe a skinny black bear or because, you know, the black bears, they'll stand up on their hind legs. They can kind of like walk like mm-hmm. that a little bit. So the idea now here based on this research is that the belief of Bigfoot or thinking you're seeing Bigfoot from far away or whatever, you're just seeing maybe a, a skinny black bear or whatever That's- else. So they're, they're finding that the correlation of people saying, oh, I've seen Bigfoot. I've seen him over here. I've seen this thing that usually there's a large population of black bears in the area. Now, that could just be maybe they, they run around in similar climates if Bigfoot exists. Maybe he does. But I, I, I do. My biggest thing is with all the cell phones that we have around now and all the things that we capture. It's like, why have we still not been able to get a good photo of this guy? OK, so in a, a couple of years back, I think it was in like a Mississippi swamp. There was a guy that was taking a video of what looked like a Bigfoot type creature there. And he was sitting down. He, the, 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 the creature was like crouched down, doing something with tree bark, whatever. And the guy ran away. Like He took a video of it, and the, I guess he got spotted, and he ran away. Now, they never really, I never saw, like, I never followed up on it. It could have been complete BS, but, um, yeah, I mean, doesn't every, like, kind of area, like, isn't is it the, what's a, what's a, uh, a Yeti? Isn't that the... Is that like uh Nepalese Sasquatch? Yeah, it's like the uh it's like the snow Sasquatch. It's the snow Bigfoot. It's like the it, it you would say that the Yeti is to Bigfoot as polar bears are to black bears maybe. Okay. A little bit. That's how I would look at it. All anyway. right. But so, I know that there's I've got a lot of friends who absolutely believe in this. I know there are people in Oklahoma, Arkansas, there's some people in rural parts of Texas that believe they've seen this creature. So, but the the belief here, the the consistency, the reports show you're probably, ultimately, just looking at a black bear. What do you got, Chop? Uh, okay, uh, let's let's do this one here because this, actually, I wanted to ask you this question. You have a you have a you have children. I do. I have three you and have a three wife and a wife. Okay, very good. I want, what what did you take on this lady? So, this woman, a UK from a UK mom, was taking a flight from Paris to LA. Mm-hmm. Not a short flight. Nope, not at all. Not at all, especially you're going against the wind. Now, her name is Prim. Her and her boyfriend, Rob. Oh, I'm sorry. Her daughter's name is Prim. And her boyfriend, Rob, were on this 11-hour flight. Her name is Ellis. She decides that she's going to upgrade to business class. And this is a baby, an 11-month-old. So she leaves her 11-month-old and her boyfriend in coach. Nope. And she goes up to business class, and she goes, am I horrible for leaving them in economy? I've never flown with anybody else, always just been me and my my baby. So the thought of having help on this flight was amazing. And there she is, a photo of her with a glass of wine, completely reclined in business class while he is in coach with an infant child. Reverse this. Okay? Reverse this. What is the response if if dad or, or whoever else, the, the, the gentleman, says, Hey, mom, hang back here with the baby. I'm going to business class. Isn't the reaction pretty poor? Oh, I would think so. Are, are, aren't we getting claims so. of uh, misogyny and, wow, how dare you leave? leave by? To me, it's, it's just the idea of just right as a family. Like, like yeah. And I assume, by the way, I assume this guy is the dad because that would really be. But she did say there, didn't she? She said, it's always been just me and my baby. So to have help here yeah, is different. So is this, it, it may not be. I, it may not be. But Which isn't that even weird? That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you going to stick me with your child? Your 11-month-old while you sit in business class sipping wine? Now, she says, I love jewelry. Put me in business class any day. Uh, Rob, her boyfriend, would never spend money on business class. He finds it pointless. He'd rather spend money on restaurants where I would just never do that. So she says he did not feel envious or put out by this. I find that very hard to believe. 
you're cramped for 11 hours. I have no idea how t- this guy could be 6'3". I have no idea how tall he is. You cramp for, for 11 hours on a flight with a screaming child, and she's up there. Not necessarily screaming. I mean, at some point in the 11 hours, I would think the baby cries at some point. Probably. And she's up there in business class. Mm. She's kicking her feet up. Yep. Maybe maybe fully reclined. I would assume also, this, the, the, I, I'm assuming 11 months old, this is a, a formula-fed child then, if mom's able to just like, hey, peace out, deuces, see you well, later. You could pump. She could have. She could have, I guess. Um, but she would need to have reserves stored, I would, I would think, if she's sipping champagne too, though. Uh, yeah, she would have to. Absolutely. No so doubt. You would expect you that. Uh, 972 uh, saying this is a, in fact, we're getting a lot of pushback on this. They're saying this is this is beta behavior, chop. That this is beta behavior from this gentleman and that he should uh, put his foot down and said, uh-uh, we're riding as a family up here. Either we all go to business class or none of us do. We have often oh. here on the show speculated that if you got the opportunity to go into the, the airport lounge without Sean and I, you would immediately deuces on us no and never jump. and you've you've said consistently you would never not. would but you've done it you do on the flight you you get the, the the early check-in and then you're just always walking by with your little backpack and i do that because i is first of all i hate flying uh southwest and i refuse to sit on a middle seat i'm not gonna risk it so for 15 dollars to not get a middle seat it's worth it we uh <laughs> we didn't get a chance to talk about this other i know one thing sean was really happy about was on the flight back he beat you through security even though you had your TSA pre-check. Uh, but he didn't. He did. Well, no. Uh, again, th- he took his shoes off. And he took his laptop out of his bag. I did nothing. But he still got through faster. It wasn't a, it's not a time. TSA pre-check is not a time thing for me. It's a convenience. I walk in. I don't take my jacket off. I don't take my shoes off. I, I do nothing. Bag in there. So that's the issue. That's here, the issue. Here, here's a story that I absolutely love, Chop. Uh, Newsweek had this this week. Missouri rule change. <laughs> this is this is a bit, but I love the suggestion. But a Missouri state senator has proposed a rule change that would allow senators to challenge each other to a duel to the death. Oh, really? I love it. Senator Nick Schroer put a motion to the state Senate to adopt a rule change, allowing state politicians to settle grievances through physicality. His proposed amendment was posted on Twitter by Missouri Senate Democrats. It read, if a senator's honor is impugned by another senator to the point that it is beyond repair, and in order for the offended senator to gain satisfaction, such senator may rectify the perceived insult to the senator's honor by challenging the offending senator to a duel. Now, it does not say if you do the typical, like, uh, remove the glove and walk up and slap them across the face with it to, to challenge the duel, but I don't hate it. You know, we we, we, we should... Uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 respect, I respect the troll job. I do too. Like I, I think it's nuts. That will, it will never pass. Of course not. You will never have this. But uh, yeah, the idea that you could settle your scores uh, with a duel. Now, is the duel with you take ten steps and then shoot, or is it you just turn around and you slap them with your glove? Well, what it says it says the trusted representative, known as the second. Uh, of the offended senator shall send a written challenge to the offending senator. The two senators shall agree to the terms of the duel, including choice of weapons, which shall be witnessed and enforced by their re- respective seconds. <laughs> the duel shall take place in the well of the Senate at the hour of high noon on the date agreed to by the parties of the duel. <laughs> <laughs> so glad. I love the way they wrote that. It, it, it very kind of 1878 times. In the hour of high noon. I I, I love it. Uh, the, the senator spoke to uh, the senator's chief of staff, spoke to Newsweek and said, Senator Schroer is deeply committed to restoring a sense of honor in the Missouri Senate. While the idea of a duel may have been suggested in a metaphorical sense, the core message is about fostering respect and reminding members that the words used in a debate may have real consequences. Oh, my God. That's 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 greatness. He is. Uh, I, I like this guy. It- this is a guy I would vote for, it just, just for his pass. bets. It will never pass, but I do like it. Pay, what do you got? RJ, we go to your state, Tennessee, the great Tennessee state, but right. maybe not for long because they are trying to pass a bill that halts cold beer sales. Because in 2019, a study showed that tw- over 21% of uh, accidents were alcohol-related. So they are trying to pass a bill that stops cold beer sales. So I guess you can still have warm temperature or, you know, room temperature beer sales at restaurants or retail prices, retail areas, but uh, cold beer about to be gone in Tennessee. So is the idea here that they would, 
you'd have to buy your beer warm at a store or whatever else. So you wouldn't want to drink it at the bar. You would take it home and yeah, chill you'd it. Take it home to chill it. So you'd be there already. I think I, that's what they want. But this, I mean, business owners obviously are, are furious about this because it's going to kill their their businesses. You know, all the bars out there. So a bar couldn't serve cold beer. I don't think so. Don't, if this bill passes in the entire state of Tennessee. So when you go to Twin Peaks and it says 29 degree cold beer, it's going to be 79 degree cold beer. Unacceptable. Unbelievable. If it passes now, I mean, it's all it's gone through. You know, one part of the Senate already. So it's got, I think, a couple more Senate houses or whatever to go through to pass. But um, it's on its way up there getting close but just something to look out for in tennessee what, what, what are you doing over there rocky top what, what are your people doing job well look what i would do i would do that what any self-respected tennessean would do i just drink moonshine okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just I, I be mean, a man look, and drink warm beer i think warm beer gets a bad rap have, yeah, i've never awful. drank it i have no clue it's fine i mean it's, it's beer i would imagine it doesn't taste I mean, very cold good. beer tastes a lot better sure I mean, like you can't I don't, I don't even think it's one of those things where it's a matter of taste like i think objectively cold beer is just better is it a violation to put beer on ice like pour it on ice beer on the rocks yeah because the water's down like now you can start well, well, it's already past. watered down yeah. right it's course light already watered down <laughs> uh but uh no just get a bag just get like a ziploc bag put ice in it oh and then just dip it in like in, in your oh, pitcher right i tried that yeah don't they do that, don't they do that at, at a lot of these like restaurants and stuff you get a pitcher of beer you go to a bar you get a uh, pitcher put it of beer like that, bucket Put a bucket. Yeah, they put a, they put they put it in the pitcher. Oh, okay, and then they'll put yeah. a little plastic bag of ice in there with it. Gotcha. Keep it keep it cool. Yeah, you can't that, keep it cold forever. No, no, you you got to have other things. You got something, chop? Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw this. This is uh, um, uh, a Google search of the worst rated fast food restaurants in each state. Oh boy, do you care to guess what Texas is? And I think it's I think this place gets a bad rap. Texas, so it's not a Texas own chain. It's just what Texans view as the worst fast food spot. Uh, well, Texas, along with Oklahoma, Louisiana, Wyoming, Minnesota, is that in New Hampshire? It's not in and out. In and out did not make the list. I would just assume a Texas thing. Okay, uh, Taco Bell. No, Taco Bell did get Georgia, Arkansas, Indiana, and uh, Arizona. I have no clue then. Burger King. You know who's you know who's a big fan of Burger King is uh, I am. Gavin Dawson. I like Burger King. I think Burger King's very good. I think I should say it's underrated. Their regular burger, the yeah. regular hamburger, mm-hmm. it's tremendous. Char grilled, thicker. I like it. The bun with the seeds on it, good mustard to ketchup ratio. The pickles, the I like it. See, I think I my, think the Burger King burger is pretty good. I think my big issue is the the mustard and the the mayo distribution on their burgers are is is not great to me. I also, I feel at times maybe there's a service issue there, Chop. At times, like, like like maybe sometimes the the service isn't good enough for fast food. It, it's it's not quick enough. Not fast enough. No, a lot of times you get cold food. It's it's a little slow. I do enjoy a, a good burger from Burger King. I'll tell you who's a, a Burger King fan. Uh, Gavin Dawson. Dawson had said the oh, yeah? Chicken, their their chicken sandwich. He, he had that one as the top rated one. It's called the Chicken. That's what it, I don't know if they're still serving it, but yeah, that's what it was called. Remember the BK Broiler? I used to love that as a kid. Oh, oh it's fantastic. Good stuff. I don't, I don't know if they make it anymore, but. The, I love it. The BK double stack that used to be their two patties, yeah. the cheese, and they put the bacon on it. I always, I, I was a big Whopper fan. They get a bad, up. they get a bad rap. They, they, they get a bad rap. I, I always remember as a kid. You know, you have these. You know why, you know why Burger King smell? Why? Because the king laid a Whopper. <sighs> okay. It's also Burger King is also uh, where uh, Shock G, Shock G, or uh, uh, you know, once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. That's what he uh, he said in uh, the Humpty Dance. It was they used to have a when we were kids the Burger King hotline. Remember that? No, we used to prank call all the time. I remember what I do remember is this commercial they, when they were going after the Big Mac in the nineties. They used to have this lady who would uh, she was talking about why the Whopper was a decision, and I always just remember the commercial. She went, she was describing the Big Mac, and she'd go bun burger bun burger bun. You can sprain your tongue like that, and like that that was their their big pitch it was just like ah, bur- the Big Mac is too busy. Just get a regular old good good burger here from Burger King. I got one more for you, Chuck. All right, let's hear it. This is also from Newsweek. Newsweek's cranking out some great content. This is from the Department of Worst Luck in Human History. So Russian state media has reported on a story. January 23rd, an unidentified man living in southwestern Russia Russia, managed to escape a fire in his fourth floor apartment, right? Mm -hmm. Fourth floor apartment catches on fire. He jumps out of there feeling like he's got a new lease on life, right? Two days later, he dies in another apartment fire. 
That has got to be what? the all-time worst luck. Now, they don't have a lot of clarity as to what occurred, like whatever. But doesn't that sound like if January 23rd happens, you escape that, and then it happens in another apartment? That, to me, sounds like somebody's coming for you. That's Final Destination. That doesn't right sound. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like either you know the, the some 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 somebody's coming for you, or that sounds like like you say Final Destination. This is just fate is coming. But that's that's wow. got to be the worst luck in the history yeah. of uh, of history the the fact that you escaped that he apparently on the january 23rd fire his mattress had set on fire and he jumped out of this fourth floor window survived and then 2 days later another one gets him while he's staying in somebody else's apartment god and he jumped out of the fourth floor and he and he, he was okay yeah he survived he, he had some scratches and bumps and bruises but fourth floor bumps and bruises i mean yeah. how did you have compression fractures everywhere i don't know holy cow so that's about as awful wow. of luck as one can have. And that's the junk drawer. Yeah, that is that is some terrible luck. Okay, good stuff, Bobby Bell. It's Sean and RJ here on 105.3 The Fan. We got a little college football kegger coming up next year on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.